Hey girls, hey, welcome to She's So Pretty. I'm Katie and I'm so excited you are here with me today. Welcome back if you have already joined us on this journey. Really, it started back in December when we talked about our Christmas story. But if you are new here, hi, I'm Katie. Super excited you're here. This is week two of our Say Yes series. So if you haven't listened to week one, I encourage you to go listen to week one. It kind of gives us a nice little intro into what we're going to be talking about. And I've also decided that each week is going to be kind of more of a challenge for us to get to say yes to God rather than like me talking to you about a certain like person or um, telling you what to do. I really want this to be a you and God thing and me just kind of there as a guideline to help you out. But without any further ado, let's jump into week two of Say Yes. All right, so last week we kind of talked about like learning to say yes to God and what that looks like saying yes to God and how we can do that. And this week we're going to talk about what kind of say yes person are you? So we're going to go through a little bit of them. I'm going to talk about them, maybe give a few examples of people in the Bible who are like this. And as always, guys, if I don't give you Bible references, or even if I do, I really, especially if I do, I encourage you to go look at them in the Bible yourself. Because I can read you the Bible all day long, but until you really get a hold of it, it, it can't do much for you. So I encourage you to open up your own Bible, whether it be on your phone or paper, or hardback, whatever, and look through these as I am as well. So we're going to go through the kinds of people we are. There are, I believe, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, there are eight total. And I kind of want you to pick out, like, where am I in this? You can be all of them. You can be two of them. You could be, hopefully, you're at least one of them. Um, (laughs) But... I really do hope that you just sit here and I'm going to kind of go slower on this episode so that we can sit here and really think about, hmm, where in my life do I need to change? Because I'm definitely this one and this is not okay. All right. So we have, once again, eight different kinds of say yes. The very first one is our runaway say yes person. All right. Now you might be a little confused. Because you're going to be like, Katie, but we're saying yes. Like that, how can you run away if you're saying yes? The thing though here is we're called by God and we run away. So who does this remind you of? Hey, go to Nineveh. Okay, God. And I end up in the belly of a whale. How does that happen? It's because we are called by God and we run away. We're scared. We don't want to do it. Whatever it might be, we just freeze and we're like, can't do this, not going to do this, and we run away. Um, And as we have seen in the past, that does not work. God always finds a way to 360 it and turn it back around. But that is our first type of say yes person. We're so excited that first time we get called by God and then we realize what actually is going to have to happen in order to get, in order to fulfill God's calling and we're like nope uh uh-uh not today our second person is our prove it person so this reminds me of Gideon 
our prove it person asks for a sign from God. So it's always, yeah, God, I'll do that as soon as you do this. It's kind of like we're trying to make a checklist for God to see if he's really God and he can really do the things we we want him to do or show him his power. So for Gideon, it was God put the water around the grass, but not on the sheepskin. God put the water on the sheepskin, but not around the grass, right? So we were, we're trying to not necessarily test God, but we're trying to prove to ourselves that God is God, almost to our brain. Like our heart's like, yes, we got this. We're going to go good. But our brain's like, mm, no, we need to make sure this dude's legit. And sadly, all of these, as we find them, we're all going to realize that like, it's because people in our own life have failed us. So people in our own life have ran away. People in our own life, we've been like, "Mm, they're not legit people. We need to not be near this. And so we, in turn, pretend God's a human and we have to make all of these things and make sure that he is legit and make sure he's not going to run away. Or we run away because people have run away from us and so we run away from God. Our third one is who me. This is the person when like they're sleeping in class And the teacher's like, okay, Jeremiah, answer the question. And they look around and they're like, uh, me? You talking to me? Because I was not paying attention, right? So they um, don't feel like they're right. Uh, Kind of like Moses. Moses was like, I've got this stutter. I've got this problem. I can't talk to big old kings and pharaohs. God, not me. You are so wrong. And so in this we chicken out or we don't go in it fully trusting God because we're afraid that God has not prepared for us what we feel like is enough preparation for us. Our fourth say yes kind of person when we want to say yes to God is a I got this in the bag type of person. So our pride and their plan is better than God's. So we say yes to God's plan initially. And then we're like, no, no, no. I got this though. We're going to go in there and we're going to storm everybody. And we're going to convert everybody. And we're going to raise the roof, right? We're going to make everybody Christians wherever we are or whatever we've decided or whatever God has called us to do. Uh, whatever God has been like, I need you to say yes on this with me. Whatever that is. We've been like, okay, yeah, I got this. We can, I got this. And there's never like a, we can do this. It's a, I can do this, right? So we say yes to what God has called us to do and what God wants us to do, but we're never like, all right, you can join me in this. It's a, oh, I got this. I'm going to go do this. All right. So when God, whenever we say yes to God, it's for him. It's not for us. We're not saying yes to God to make ourselves look bigger and better. We're saying yes to God to make him look bigger and better. Another say yes person. Let's see, are we halfway? We're about halfway. You can do it. Another say yes to person is we compare, all right? So we get the call from God, but then we think about others' calls from God. And maybe God told us to stay right here and plant a church right here wherever we live. But Susie Lynn over here, well, God called her to go to Africa or China, right? And you're like, well, 
my calling's not as big as hers because she's going across the world to places where the gospel hasn't been spread or to where it's not allowed. And I'm just told to build a church in my already tiny community and where most people are already Christians. And so then we start assuming. So then we're all the way back to who, me? Right? And so um, we get the call from God, but we start, com- we start to think about others' call. So we're missing our testimony if we're comparing our calls, right? Our call is a part of our story with Jesus. And so if we, <coughs> sorry guys, if we don't go out to our call, we're missing our story God's wanting in our life. Now this is mine. Right here. The overwhelmed say yeser. That's what we're going to call them. Say yesers. So we go in strong, but we quickly realize that it's a lot. And it's too big. And it's real big. And there's a lot of people. And there's only one tiny me. And we get overwhelmed and we want to quit. We go in there guns a-blazing. Not even maybe guns a-blazing, but we go in to God's call. To saying yes to God. And when there's a single doubt, we want to quit. See, I have this problem because I have one great idea and I create plan after plan after plan on how it's going to work. And then like one roadblock comes in my way and I'm like, nope, all right, we'll shut her down. And oftentimes I've been, I've had to stop myself and be like, no, we can continue doing this. Just because this one thing happened doesn't mean that the whole thing's a failure. All right. So that's mine personally. I get overwhelmed. I'm like, yes, we got this. And then one doubt comes and I'm like, "Mm, are we sure we got this? Because I don't think I got this. But we need to remember that like the proof, like the The got this person, you're right. We don't got this, but God does. And so when we get overwhelmed, we need to take a step back and be like, all right, God, you're handling this situation. Because overwhelm, overwhelmption, being overwhelmed, I don't think overwhelmption's a word. Being overwhelmed is a human emotion, right? God can't get overwhelmed. So when we get overwhelmed, it's because we're trying to take things on on our own. So once again, you can be more than one. The last one, I know I said there's eight, but the the last one is a looker backer. So they get excited. Woohoo! I said yes to God. I said yes to God. And then we sit on it for a little bit. And we realize, oh, my past is terrible. I'm a terrible, awful human being. Because my past doesn't look like my neighbor's. My past isn't as glamorous as hers or his. So we get excited and then turn back and think about our past. And we're like, well, you know, God, I got this terrible, I've got these terrible things I've done before. You surely can't use me. I can't say yes to you. And we need to remember that there is forgiveness And that he's not calling you based on the things you did in the past. The very last one 
This yes lords. The yes lord people. We want to be the yes lord people. The above six are amazing, right? The above seven, rather, are amazing. Actually, they're not. But they're the most common. We're, we're most of the time a runaway, a prove it, a who me, a got this, a compare, an overwhelm, a looker backer. Rarely, though, do we decide to have that mustard seed faith and be a yes, Lord. Here's that Bible verse I want you to pull up other than the ones that we've already talked about. But in Luke 17, this is talking about Jesus. He says, he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. So when we decide to be a yes, Lord, we get to have, I'm going to say this loosely, but we could have all of the power that God has. Like we talked about in the first week, saying yes can look different for each of us. But I think it can all start with a daily dose of God. And soon that can turn into an everyday dose of God or like all the time during the day dose of God and a weekly dose of God and a monthly dose of God. And we always have God around us at some point. God's not going, there's often this saying that says, God's not going to let you do things that you can't handle. And we're going to change that. We're going to say, God's not going to ask you to do things that he can't handle because there are going to be times in life where we can't handle things and we're going to want to be a runaway we're going to be a want to we're going to want to be a comparer or a prove it or a looker backer and God's going to be like listen I've got this when you, I asked you to say yes to me I didn't ask you to do this on your own I asked you to say yes to me not to the task I'm giving you, but to me, to have enough trust in me that you are going to be able to give you the task I give you. So today I want you to go away with asking God, rather telling God, God, I don't know what the task is you're giving me. God, and I know that I'm going to at some point want to be a got this person, a prove it, a overwhelm, a comparer, a runaway. God, I know it. It's in my nature. But God, I want you to work on me with that. And God, whenever you do, just simply ask me or tell me, Hey, I've got something grand for you. Or before you even do, God, right now, right here, here's my yes. I don't know what you have planned for me in five minutes and a day and 10 years. But God, for all of it, I'm giving it to you. Your will be done. 
I'm saying yes. Take it. See, Jesus could have said no to the cross. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he could have been like, God, I'm not doing this. And God would have been like, okay. Um, all right, then. I'm sure there would have been a little different conversation than that, but the end result would have been the same. Mary, Moses, Abraham, Noah could have been like, nope. Not having a baby, not going over there, not taking in this covenant with you. We're not doing it. And once again, God could have been like, your loss, not mine. Except it would have been his loss. But they would have missed out on having an amazing experience. An amazing connection with God. Some of us are fighting some really big Goliaths right now. Some of us are feeling really overwhelmed looking up at the stars at night. Some of us are getting rebuked for things by others because they don't know what we're going through. But if we are willing to, in the midst of it, continue building our boat, like Noah did, even while we're getting ridiculed, if we continue to say yes to God, he's gonna turn our mulberry tree into a mountain. As long as we have that mustard seed faith. And we realize that it's all about him. And that none of this is about us. We are simply just messengers. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope that this spoke to someone today. It was speaking to me just as I was talking about it. And if you don't mind, I'm going to pray, and then I'll let you be on your way. But I really do hope that you take this podcast, this episode, and just roll it around in your head a little bit the rest of the time. We have so many people around us telling us to be overwhelmed, to tell us to run away. To remind us of our past. To make ourselves doubt. Can God really do that? And yet we've got a God. Telling us, will you just hold on for me for a second? Because you'd be amazed at what I can do if you just let me. Do my thing. If you just let me mold you. There'd be no reason to doubt. There'd be no reason to run away. Or to question. Dear God. I thank you.
Father, that you are a loving and kind God. Father, I pray that you would forgive me whenever I get scared and I want to not say yes to you, Father. Whether it's for being overwhelmed or thinking I I can do this on my own. Or God, if it's reminding myself of my past. Or God, if it's really just questioning if you're trying to talk to me. God, right here, right now, I'm giving you my yes. And I pray that you would take it, God, and remind me of it daily. That, hey, you said yes to me. And God, I pray that the other person listening to this, the other people listening to this, God, that they too would give up their yes. Father, I don't know what you have in store for me, God, but I know it's going to be so much better if I'm living it with you. So God, here I am. Here's my yes. Take it. God, and if I'm holding, ever holding anything back from you, including right now, God, point it out to me. That way I can realize why I'm holding it back, God, and then truly just give it to you. Father, this was a message I needed to hear even though I was the one giving it. And Father, I pray that this is a message for somebody else as well. God, I thank you for this day and I thank you for this other person that's listening. God, I pray that they would know that you love them, that you think they are so worthy and that they are beautiful beyond compare. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Are you doing okay? I know I am. I hope you have a great rest of your week, day, month, year. Hopefully you'll come back for week three. I believe that's the final week. And we're just going to wrap up the series. And always remember... You are pretty, worthy, and loved. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, ladies.